Hello and welcome to Ecological Podcast. My name is Jan Veranek. I am here with Rigu Blair and Theo van den Busch. In today's episode, we will look at why we as a human species are so negligent and insensible to climate change. The first thing I will talk about is the irresponsibility of large companies because there were a lot of oil and coal companies which actually knew about the long-term effects of climate change. They actually knew about it uh, almost 40 years ago and as early as 1977. And that was 11 years before it became a public issue. So before people knew about climate change, were informed and were able to do something about it, it already started happening. People weren't informed because these large companies the short-term benefits for them of so much money and their greediness, it outweighed the long-term negatives. And this is still today where our leaders um, sort of ignore global warming and they sort of neglect it. Also, uh, this can be seen through the fact that there are massive firms and companies which generate so, so many emissions. Uh, for example, the top 20 companies have contributed to 35% of all carbon dioxide and methane since 1965. So they actually hold so much responsibility for climate change, but their single choices is what sort of is the fundamentals of climate change. And we need to get them to make a change um, because of the short-term benefits, they aren't willing to do so. We know that these companies it's not really beneficial to them to acknowledge climate change. And reasons why they do this, well, it's simply for profit and acknowledging and being benevolent to uh, try and stop this, I'd say. It's just, they're gonna lose their, to their competitors that doesn't do this if they do so. And I think that's a uh, fundamental the common protocol, i say, of any business is that you'd want to produce as cheaply as you can with the least regulation, because regulations tends to be costly to follow. And again, if they do so, they're just going to lose to the other ones that doesn't follow. And that can be also said to any leaders, for example. Any leader is supported by supporters, and thanks to those supporters, they can be leaders. and they have to keep the supporters' loyalty to stay as leader. And doing the right thing is less money spent on those supporters to keep them in place and to keep you as leader. So yeah, again, any like in any group, the person who tries to be the most benevolent or to be the most charitable tends to uh, give the leeway for their competitors to promise more money or benefits. Uh, to overthrow the person who are doing those things. I'll be, as Tails said, uh, there is the always the idea of doing something right is rather costly, meaning the way uh, companies or any industry produces more money is not always the right way or the, the way that's the right way for the planet to sustain its ecosystem, sustain the amount of carbon dioxide it's produced. Yeah, like the ethical way or moral way, they overlook that. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Jan. <laughs> An no example would be the uh, fashion industry. And 
the re, uh, this can be seen as fashion is the way we, or the way uh, the clothing they wear basically represent um, what they believe in or what culture they've invested in or they partake in. In fact, the fashion industry approximately is responsible for 10% of all global greenhouse gas emissions and consumes more energy through its process of manufacturing, extracting raw materials and processing such as dyeing, printing, and coloring through use of toxic chemicals, use more energy than the aviation and shipping industry combined. This is shown via the United Nations Environment Program Report of November 2019. As I said before, as our main topic is our why are common people like us teenagers so negligent and we don't care as much to the uh, topic of climate change is that in relation to the fashion industry, we feel like we have this certain desire to mm. dress different ways. And we, we don't really know the origins of how this clothes came to be to our shop or to the online screen we have. So, so you're suggesting that we, the younger ones, or not necessarily only us, but uh, anyone should be uh, more aware of what they're buying? In a sense, yes, it's always an argument because there's always this desire to dress nicely and represent yourself to the public or to your friends or to your family or any stranger walking in the street in a certain way. And that is so it, its process is not shown. I think people actually know how bad or could at least imagine if they do try so. But it's really, we're, we're just honestly hypocrites, right? <laughs> we know all this stuff. Uh, we know meat is bad. Um, there's overwhelming evidence of meat being a huge contributor to uh, CO2 and other greenhouse gases. And their whole process is just energy inefficient. To add on to that, I mean, it could also just be a spread of misinformation or just the way people live every day. We look at these things such as food, clothing, yeah, even meat, we see it, uh, a lot of people see it as things they have to do, and they don't really look past the decisions. They just uh, say, oh, uh, what should we eat today? They don't, look at, they don't look at where the products come from or how they were made, because that's not their priority. They just want to have something good for themselves. They don't look where it comes from. For example, when people buy clothing, they don't look at um, if it's been made by uh, children and uh, labor factories or how many emissions the production costs, they just overlook that because they want something nice for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. To add on to that, like most people aren't wealthy. Okay. Yes. Everyone uh, knows about climate change or yeah, I believe so. But really the average worker who's already got taxes to pay, a household to look after, right? Uh, they have other stuff to take care of. And plus, we humans aren't really, we're not creatures that are, uh, what, looks into the future. I mean, we're still genetically not so far from uh, our great ancestors that lived in caves and in the woods. And yeah, we're still very much like our ancestors in that we like to take everything there is at the present moment. And we're just horrible at planning in the future to invest. So if there's profit right in, right in front of us uh, for immediate gains, even if 
future investments will benefit you the more the most profits which is and tends to gobble up everything in front of us yep uh, and that sort of wraps it around to why people are so negligible um, because people aren't really motivated to address climate change and i mean this was one of the reasons you mentioned that climate change um, is distant uh, from most people and it's sort of you have to um, psychologically conceptualize it and it's sort of distance such as space and time they're sort of abstract and they aren't um, sort of close to you um, so uh, most people are not forced to grapple with the specifics of climate change uh, but they just treat it as an abstract um, concept and usually when you have an abstract concept it doesn't just motivate you to act as forcefully like when you have something going red on right in front of you you're more likely to act upon it than if you have to imagine it because it's sort of distant from everyone you um, yeah the thing is people are only going to start making changes when there are visible changes in front of them forests are burning but at that point, it's already pretty late. Yes, only when we're affected would we really complain about it. When it's your neighborhoods that's flooded, is when we're gonna start complaining to the government. Well, that is true. As in terms of, as in terms of fashion, there's always for most fashionable people, there's always a sense of luxury. So they would want to look like they're dressed as what celebrities do or runway models do, but they don't want to pay the price, as you said. They they have to take care in financial senses of taxes, of food, of possible children. So to represent, they still want to feel like they want to represent themselves to a certain standard. So in the fashion industry, this is called fast fashion, where retailers such as H and M and Zara take inspiration, which is seen as not merely a copy, but as as one would say, a knockoff. So very similar design, and they would create this at a cheap, disposable, and uh, and fast way. So is it like people don't like to uh, throw away the image of living in a okay place? No. Yes, so these retailers allow them to represent themselves mm -hmm. as in it's not completely high class, but when you see them for first time, not talking to them personally, you see a certain status. This is basically uh, made by uh, rather a 20-month uh, process of, uh, of, of curation, of caring about the products and creating them by hand. It's rather a four-month uh, four uh, four process, which is at a cheaper price. So uh, they would keep raw materials, which they have extracted before, and, not, and copy what's... These companies, you can sort of uh, compare it with coal companies and gas companies. Um, for example, ExxonMobil, it is the world's largest oil and gas company. And decades, they were refusing, they were refusing to publicly acknowledge climate change, and they were promoting climate misinformation. They promoted climate denial, and they basically, uh, for their own benefit, they misinformed people. And for example, they spent more than 30 million to promote climate denial. 
How about we talk about some of these bad faith arguments against climate change here? Some of what some leaders say. I'm talking to you, anti-climate change people. <laughs> you might be thinking that all oh, this is just a big conspiracy by the EU or something. But really, you probably know about the number 97. That's the percentage of the consensus that there is human interference with the CO2 emissions and our effects on climate change here. And that's actually not true. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's less. It's actually more. And it's actually 99.4 consensus that these weather scientists, <laughs> uh, these people in the field actually concise to climate change while Democrats believe Republicans tend to say like science is also a sort of religion or say that this whole thing is the same thing as like, yeah, religion practically, but because we have to believe in these scientists, right? Like we can't really fact check everything ourselves as individuals. And we have to take these as a given, but what really separates science from a uh, religion for a individual that just lives casually here as a citizen is that science, unlike religion, has a process that encourages disproving. And that's something uh, religion doesn't have. And you're actually rewarded if you can disprove certain theories and data. And that's the strongest part about science. Yeah, you can't just say science is a religion. I mean, back to what Jan uh, said about large companies and industries hiding about the truth of what their product costs to the environment to help their business uh, grow and their value to increase. Yes, the subversions of what to avoid being seen of, I guess, the negative of the production of some of the products. Uh, companies do try to diverge a public eye to make it seem a little better, uh, I think is what you described. Um, and yeah, it's, it's also disturbing that, uh, well, like, yeah, these things happen and it also happens with governments. Like, uh, I think that uh, the British ban on plastic straws is really a, like, it can't get any better as an example that, um, like, you might think that it's like a uh, step, uh, a good step towards uh, reducing waste. I mean, you see plastic on the sea, so banning plastic straws, you'd think that that would uh, contribute quite a bit, right? But I'd argue that it's practically a waste of uh, legislative uh, power or time, really, because plastic straws aren't the main cause of pollution. And what we should really be focusing on are uh, transport, practically. Transport with cargo ships, those account for a huge part in vehicle transmission along with planes. And I think there's higher priorities than straws. And excluding the personal garage of paper straws that are just horrible. Yeah, but I still think it's a, it's a good thing but we... Uh make these small steps because it shows what people can do and like what their power is because one of the main problems was that at the beginning we always used to like ecologists who knew about climate change and wanted to fight against it they always 
uh, sort of looked at the people and said, it's your fault. You're taking too long showers. You're buying these bad products. And that sort of, you were blaming the people and that the public didn't really like that. And that's why they didn't do much against it. Mm. Uh, But now we're sort of making it a more of a community thing about if we all are together, uh, we can make these big changes. Even though, for example, uh, plastic straws isn't the biggest change, we've we've made uh, larger progressions. Yeah, that can be seen through the uh, online sensation and fundraiser called up Team Freezer. As in the social media, the the official name is hashtag Team Trees to connect with more of its viewers. So uh, Team Trees, in the essence, was a uh, collaborative fundraiser from various online YouTube stars, which had gained inspiration from previous fundraising or on the social media articles or discussions over deforestation in America. So a YouTuber such as a very well-known American YouTuber, Mr. Beast, had begun an event inviting YouTubers and celebrities to donate with their goal of $20 million uh, due to this a major appeal with resulting 8,000 videos in over 400 global creators. This caused uh, even large corporations such as Verizon, a mobile company, Tesla, a very uh, famous car company, and Electronic Arts, extremely uh, famous video game company, to donate each a million dollars in sum. So the $21 million had been reached, and now the organization they had donated to now has enough money to plant the trees. But I believe the only problem is even to these donations reaching the large number and sum of $20 million, which is more than anyone can manage, the trees take a large amount of time to grow and then con- start begin consuming their uh, the carbon dioxide. And a tree takes maximum 150 years to grow completely meaning that it won't be an effect that is significant for image of the public and as well for these YouTubers, in my sense, was a sense of a waste of time, even though it was right-minded in a sense. I, I'd like to argue against that, and uh, that's because it, it will do something. In, uh, I mean, they still, they still benefit the environment even when they're growing. I mean, when they do reach their full potential, I mean, then they can do even more. And and it doesn't matter if it's in 150 years, it will still help in that time. And the thing is, right, it's not as if we cut down all the trees and now we're planting new ones. There's constant cycles in forests, right? You have, you constantly have different forests that die out. And then uh, you have old forests, you have young forests, you have forests that are in their prime. And... For example, that's just the cycle. You, you, you can't have all of the forests are in the prime. They would all die at once and then there would be no more oxygen. So now to bring this back to our uh, question of why people are so negligible and insensible to climate change, it's more of a fact that people aren't really motivated to address climate change. And this is to many of the factors that we have talked about, mm-hmm. especially, for example, the power that companies have, the government have, we feel like we can't really influence this because they are the ones in control. Yeah, it's, I don't know if we call it motivation necessarily, but it's just people just have their priorities different. And so you can't really blame them for most cases, right? And like team trees, it seems like these activities 
are much more successful than uh, what the government is trying to do, which, I mean, I don't know how to feel about that. Um, it shows that the public is willing to do something and they can't do something. So yeah, I think we can like rally up as an event. People really like events, I guess. And that seems to really work. This feel of unity, right? It's, it's always important. True, but there's always this type of characteristics people fear that that they'll become themselves in a sense that is it too activist is it too right-wing or left-wing in a sense in a political sense but no that's just on tv like yes yeah, average people just don't think about that all right no, to be yes. fair yeah, not all people i guess yeah. and just some people have a fear of, yeah. of acting up in a sense because it goes against the conditions or the perspective of let's say the government or their family or the people surrounding them. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm not saying it's right to do nothing because your government isn't putting any laws or any processes. And yeah, on yeah. I'm not saying uh, we shouldn't try, but that's uh, how we should try would be for another episode. And my most worry is that these companies and all these organizations would play down climate change and try to divert their eyes through uh, these maybe lies or mischaracterizing stuff. And yeah, just uh, even though people have been very negligent and they used to not care as much about climate change. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, and they're they're not that informed. But actually, in the past few years, it has, uh, there have been a lot of successful changes and a lot of people are willing to make a change. So I feel like people are becoming more aware and uh, they are uh, becoming less neg- negligent to climate right, change. Most people try to. Yeah, but it, it, it has become a lot better uh, over the past few years. People are really starting to see the ch- because uh, people are starting to see the changes themselves. Uh, they start to see forest burning, and now people are starting to try to make changes. Australia fires that have been not just shocking to the Australian people, but it has been I've recorded few through newses and now and has been blowing off social media. People asking for donation, really showing the impact of forest fires and us as well. Mm-hmm. Now I think people are start, starting to being aware of what is this global warming and, and not taking at the fullest extent the guidance and the sayings of the government or, or very important political figures. I believe all this can be also through activists. All right, don't reveal too much. But yeah, ultimately, uh, we have to be willing to be sure about the values that we act on. We have to see the consequences and many people choose to enrich uh, their lives in the present. And that is a choice we we wouldn't want to make explicitly. We wouldn't just say, oh, I'm doing this uh, just to make the future generations life worse. But that's what we are doing. So we need to be sure that um, what our choices are leading to and the consequences of it. So whether we're doing enough for another episode as well. And if we're not willing to own up to that value, then we have to make a change in our behavior. Let's all be hypocrites. But hypocrites that try, okay? Okay, this is ecological. Adios.